This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's show, we're going to be drinking Still an Oak Straight Bourbon Whiskey, straight from the great city of Milwaukee here in Wisconsin from Great Lakes Distillery. But before we get to that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Please hit the subscribe button. While you're there, you can leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app. Ratings help people find the show. Reviews help us know what you're liking, maybe what you'd like to see different. And if you want to play a bigger part in what we do here, you can go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. All right. It is the magnificent and glorious return of myself here, Adam Rostad, on Chill Filtered Podcast. <laughs> Cole, my dear friend, it's been way too long. How are you? I'm good. It's, yeah, I, I was, last week we had John Montero on for the, the cocktails episode with Sazerac, and I felt weird, like, sharing my life with him, even though, like, we're friends, and it's not him that I am feel weird about giving my life uh, details right. to. Right. It was more so, like, I felt like it wasn't traditional if i wasn't talking to adam so yeah things are good uh i'm excited uh you know christmas is coming up and i find that this is one of my favorite times of the year for sure i do soak it in a little bit i probably don't watch elf or or you know go through the traditions of people that are really into christmas and stuff like that i just see that as like people are like i love christmas and you're like do you like elf and they're like yeah i like elf a lot i mean they say it with much more enthusiasm but you kind of just see that connection there anyway i digress um we're going to the east coast for christmas and i'm really excited about that um we're actually going to jersey um which is kind of weird because we grew up in philadelphia my family and only one member of my family lives there anymore uh, but I, my uncle owns a cabin, uh, or not a cabin, like a beach house out there. And oh, so nice. he's not using it this holidays. So we're taking advantage of that with all my family. Now, Heather and I switch off every year. Um, so it'll be, um, cool to be on the East coast. We might make an appearance in Virginia, but that's a secret. And well, it's not um, going to be a secret for long. Cause this is yeah, coming out well, way before Christmas. Yeah, no, that's that's for the listeners that I know in Virginia. Uh, Carl and uh, and Miles, you hear me? Do not tell Heather's parents that we are surprising them in Virginia. They probably don't <laughs> listen, um, so I probably won't ruin the secret there. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I, you know, we are always we always mention how like I love gifts, I love giving, receiving, um, love it all. And it's been good, uh, just rep or preparing for Christmas in that way. Heather yeah. and I, we like save all year, just a little bit of paycheck to to be ready for Christmas, which is like nice that we don't have to like run around and scramble uh, when it's time. So you and I, you and I are go ahead. the same. You and I are the same in that way, uh, where we both really like to give good gifts. We yeah. like giving just in general, but especially when it's like a good gift. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about this before, like you said, just like, you know, this when I 
If I could, the second that I buy a gift for someone, if I could give it to them right then, that's what I want to do. Same. So uh, I've just been sitting on a couple of gifts for Ashley for Christmas, and uh, she's she's really sick again. She's got pneumonia again. Uh, yeah. And oh, for, for everybody keeping track, uh, this is the second time she's had pneumonia in a month. Oh. Um, so uh, she was really cold the other night, and one of the gifts I got her was a uh, a Gryffindor blanket from like Harry nice. Potter. It's just like the the coat of arms, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went and got that for her, and and you know tucked her into bed and made her feel all nice. So yeah, nice on the inside too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, uh, Cole, I'll let you get back to talking about your life, but. Uh, you said a few innuendo-ish kind of things just after we've hit record here. Like you just said, made her feel nice on the inside. That's kind of weird. And and, uh, and You're earlier you searching said you, for these things. Earlier you said you love giving and receiving. That's that's a little weird. Um, I think I think you're just but, dirty. No, man. I think what set it up is what you said before we hit record when yeah. we just called each other. Um, and I don't, do you, do you remember exactly what you said? Do you, do you want to say it in a sultry voice or should I? I'm not going to say it on my coldness voice or anything. I I guess I, I mentioned how my mic was on, but I used the phrase I'm turned on and ready to press the button. And then Adam gets all, you know, um, turned on himself for these. (laughs) Except you said it like this. You're like. I'm turned on and ready to push the button. <laughs> <laughs> I might very well have put it in that in that uh, inflection. Yeah, it, you know, if I was saying that, it would be intentional. I'd be like, "I'm turned on and I'm ready to push the button." Yeah. <laughs> now that we've yep. scared away our listeners. Yep. Officially. That's yep. right. So, um, but anyway. Things have been yeah. good. Work's good. Um, feeling like I'm hitting a stride at work in terms of like my analysis, which, you know, I'm an analyst. So uh, I'm feeling like confident, more confident at work and still learning a ton, but it's been good. And I feel like something else happened recently. No, nah, nothing crazy. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, I, like we said, I haven't been on the show in two weeks. Um, so the one, you know, we just skipped an episode, we didn't record, uh, and that was because I was dying and, uh, and just like, I was, I mean, I was sick for a solid 11 days, uh, with the worst cough I have ever had in my life. Yeah. And, um, uh, only missed, um, not even two complete days of work. Cause I actually, I went to work every day. It's just there were two days that I had to leave early because I just couldn't I couldn't anymore, um, and uh, I'm finally like uh, just this past Friday uh, I started to feel like ah you know what I think I'm getting better and then I woke up Saturday just as bad and and that mm. was that was awful when I say this past Friday listeners we're recording this the Tuesday before this comes out on a Monday so it's gonna come out in about a week but. Um, yeah, so, you know, things happen, and uh, I'm feeling better. Like, I'm finally this week, like, I still have a little cough, but it's nowhere near. Like, I couldn't talk more than a few words without, like, hacking up my lung. Um, so That's right. I do, I do think that uh, right now I've got a great podcasting voice because there still is a little bit of sickness that's making my voice kind of extra deep. and uh, Extra just, sexy. 
Yeah, just listening to myself right now, I'm like, oh man, who's this man talking right now? <laughs> um, so, and then uh, actually, uh, this weekend coming up, I start production on my first podcast as just a producer, as just as the audio engineer and the person oh, cool. doing all the work. Um, it's a podcast called Women AF, uh, which stands for what you think it stands for, and yeah. uh, it's gonna it's gonna be three uh, moms, uh, three young women uh, who are also moms, just talking about being women in the modern world and being moms. And uh, I'm probably doing a terrible job of uh, hyping people up about it, but I actually think it's gonna be really good. We've worked quite a bit together on the pre-production stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah, on Saturday. They all three of them are coming over to the studio, and we're going to record their first two episodes. Um, and I'm really excited about it. That's great. I mean, congrats for one because that's something that you you know represent, and and that you've always wanted to do that. You know, in a way for a living. I mean, definitely for a living. But that's like a huge step in in the process of like helping others with their podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. So congrats. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, they're not paying me. Um, so I, I kind of put out like a few different Facebook uh, posts and uh, and just said, I will produce your first five episodes of your podcast Ooh. idea for free uh, Good with, with the intention of like basically, you know, kind of being like, all right, so I've got all this professional gear and can make you sound really good. And so here are your first five episodes. And if your listeners get accustomed to that, you know, this is what I'm not saying these, this to people, but if their listeners get accustomed to that professionalism and the good audio quality, it's really hard to go back down to just, you know, recording on your phone or just recording with one microphone or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the goal is to right now to like build the portfolio is to produce for people for free for the first five episodes and then um, go on a very um, budget conscious payment plan for it to, to keep going nice. forward. So I'm, I'm going to work with people with, with what they have to spend. I'm not going to be like across the board. Here's my, my uh, fees or whatever um, just to get my portfolio built up to be able to, here's what I, here's what I'm thinking. I am going to, you know, feed the little fish so that when the big fish comes, I, I can catch it basically. So that's sweet. No, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, there's not a lot going on in my life. Um, you know, it's Christmas. Like we've talked about, I'm not a big fan of Christmas. Uh, so yay. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I told you over the phone or through texting that, uh, uh, so, you know, I was sick. And then I said that uh, there's some other medical stuff going on that I'm kind of nervous about. Yeah. Um, so I think that I have diabetes. And uh, the reason I think that is because I am losing feeling in my feet and my hands. Um, yeah. So that's like a pretty great sign that you have severely out of control blood sugar levels. Uh, yeah. because then it basically kills the nerves in your feet and hands. It's called peripheral neuropathy. Um, yeah. So I've got a doctor's appointments to go to. Uh, I'm super embarrassed about it um, because yeah. if I have diabetes, it would be type 2 diabetes, which is an entirely sure. preventable disease that that is a result of just shitty life choices. And so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not thrilled about it, and uh, depression has been... 
rearing its ugly head because of it. So, but I'm I'm fighting yeah. through, and uh, I I have already started making changes. Um, listen, I ate like shit for a long time, and so now I've got to not eat like shit for a l- longer time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's what's my, going on in my world. Yeah, my my hope for you is that you are pre-diabetic. So right. it's a good wake-up call and that you don't have to deal with it on that le- big level. But wake-up yeah, call is always think, a good thing. I think that I am not pre-diabetic. Um, yeah, no, but I'm hoping you are for your, yeah, you know, you for can, your own sake. You can, you can hope all you want, but like I can't feel my feet. So yeah. um, I don't think it's pre-diabetic. So, How's your eyesight? <laughs> I know that can be a thing. Yeah, it can get blurrier apparently. See, that's the mm-hmm. thing is that like that's why I actually do hold out hope that it's that it is pre-diabetic because I'm not like peeing a bunch. That's you know that's a uh-huh. big sign is like you're peeing way more, and I'm not like I I have no no uptick in the frequency of expelling urine. Yeah, um, I mean, and then the other thing with my eyesight, you know, I wear glasses. I I've needed glasses since I was a kid, and um. The last time that I got prescription lenses was like uh, like two years ago, and I remember mm. um, getting an updated prescription, and even then feeling like I don't think they gave me a powerful enough prescription. But I haven't noticed a change since then. So, uh-huh. so those those like you said, those are two uh, major signs as well, and I don't have those. So I don't know. Um, the other thing, uh, we're, we're just gonna get into it. Um, I, uh, this is gross. I have noticed that when I am, when I do pee, uh, my pee is extra frothy. (laughs) Ah. And so I just, I just Googled that and, um, that can be a sign of too much protein in your kidneys or really too much protein in your urine, which can be Uh a symptom of diabetes. So. I don't know. Huh. Uh, you know, I'm. I can sit here and guess and and can you know just make all these guesses and whatever all all day, right? But um, until I go to a doctor and like you know get on it, uh, there's there's no definitive whatever. So, uh, but it is. I will tell you this, man. It's like a wake up call. It is very much like, um, hey, man, you're a, a fucking adult. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, everybody yeah. for cursing. It's just, it's you know, I just, I am upset about it. So, but yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, when's your appointment again? Uh, I haven't scheduled it. Uh, I, I don't have, I don't have the time to go to a doctor appointment as far as like getting off work. But I, I yeah. already have um, uh, December thirtieth uh, scheduled to be off of work. So I need to call them this week and try and get it scheduled for then. Yeah, and then so. we'll uh, get an update. I'm sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you will. All right, man. We've we've done the BS time way too long at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, m- maybe the longest BS time we've ever done. But uh, yeah, let's let, let's get to the good stuff. But tell us quick, what are we drinking today? We're drinking uh, similar to last time we were together, me and you, Adam. Um, was the same distillery actually. It is the Great Lakes Distilling. Uh, or distilleries uh, still in oak bourbon this time, as opposed to the rye that we had the last time we were together uh, out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it is a straight bourbon. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And uh, did did Ross get in touch with you, Cole? 
Russ did. And actually, most of my um, history today is from his uh, notes that he shared with me based on the questions I asked. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, I am excited to get into it. So let's do just that, but not before we take just a quick break. Back from break here on Chill Filtered, and as you heard Cole say just before the break, today we are continuing the uh, the stuff from Great Lakes Distillery. It's the Stillin Oak Straight Bourbon this time, and uh, again, I, this was a part of a deal with them that uh, I got. They gave us a couple of bottles for free, as long as we promised to get them on the show. And the good thing is, is that I told them up front, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, we're not going to just give you a good review because you you gave us these bottles. And uh, they were more than willing and open to it. And so big shout out again to Great Lakes Distillery and Ross from there uh, for hooking us up. And uh, hey, Cole, why don't you uh, tell us about this, uh, this, this whiskey? But first... I'm going to pop the cork. All right, Cole, take it away. I like that. All right. Uh, yeah, so thanks to Ross at Great Lakes Distillery. He uh, gave me a lot of good info and actually some things that I wouldn't have found anywhere else online, which is awesome. Um, like I mentioned last time, and actually I wanted to just recap last time's tasting. We actually really liked their straight rye. Um, One of the biggest things I noticed from them is that they're a small distillery, but they use large barrels. And we'll get into that a little bit today, but it was really impressive for what they're doing. And they Um, they do, you're right. They do use those large barrels. And uh, you can actually, listeners, you can go to the Instagram. It's Chill Filtered Podcast on Instagram. And uh, I actually posted pictures from my tool at Great Lakes Lakes Distillery. So, Yeah, that's right. Um, And so, yeah, located in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, they started up as a distillery in 2004 by a guy named Guy Rehorst, uh, who is still owner uh, today and is still pretty involved in the work around a distillery. Uh, they take it seriously to get most, almost all their grain from Wisconsin. The exception mostly seems to be their malted barley, uh, which is used in their still and oak bourbon that we're drinking today. Uh, they want to benefit the environment and the economy of Wisconsin, according to their website, which is super cool. Um, actually, yeah, they, they do sell other spirits. Uh, we mentioned this last time, like rum, vodka, gin, and of course the rye we had, uh, their rehearsed vodka has been their flagship product, uh, for them since 2006. Um, but they are pretty opposed to using aging in small barrels. This is a quote from Ross. He says, um, we do not believe small barrels produce the kind of whiskey we want to make. We have used few small barrels for, quote, overflow, unquote, or experiments, but to my knowledge, they were never released and or were blended in with the full-size barrel liquid. And so I, I, I can't say this enough for small distilleries. The other day, I had a tasting thing um, with uh, Bourbon Charity, and there was someone that came in and, and, and um, showed off their whiskey, and it was... I hate to say it, it was pretty obvious to me that they use small barrels and um, I'm not going to mention who it is, but it just, it's just is it's, it's a soapiness. It's an oakiness. That's not this beautiful wood. It's, you know, Oh dang it. You're going to make fun of me now. 
No, no, no. I'm not going to make fun of you. What I do, I do want to say something though, Cole. You, yeah, yeah. You give so much hate to small barrels, uh, like a I do. lot. And yeah. I think you got to cool your jets. I, I think it's okay to say that you don't prefer that. But as we've talked about a lot, whiskey is so subjective. So you know, you know that there are people out there who love those small barrel whiskeys. They just do. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just pump the brakes a little bit, my friend. <laughs> no, no, I feel you. I don't I, mean to dog you too say... much. I just, I just think that uh, again, it's okay to say, yeah, you know, this is not my preference, but it, but you know, I'm, you know, we don't want to poop on them. Yeah, what I will say is it's noticeable. Right. There's not every small barrel product that I wouldn't drink, um, but there is a difference. And it's in my opinion, it's pretty noticeable. So thank you for that. Um, they do an annual repeal reserve, uh, five-year rye, and the release party was last week, or at least was like December 5th or something like that, uh, yeah. in terms of when we are recording now. Uh, they do, yeah, basically like they put out their five-year special edition rye barrel they only have one barrel and they prepare all the body or the <laughs> prepare all the, all bottles, the bodies uh, all the <laughs> bodies <laughs> prepare them for burial or something i don't even know um prepare all the barrel uh bottles to that's why i said it i wrote barrel bottles so that's mm-hmm. where we went yeah but anyway uh to celebrate the end of prohibition uh that recipe is um 92% unmalted rye and 8% malted barley, uh, which is a little different than their standard uh, still in oak rye, which was all rye. Uh, some was malted, some was unmalted. Um, but like I said last week, yeah, uh, the release party, December 5th, and this year's bottle is 120.6 proof. Good luck finding it because it's probably all sold out at this point. Yeah, uh, I wish I could have gotten a- my hands on that. That would have been a fun party. I imagine that would be a really cool place to be. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they have a Kinnick Kinnick whiskey uh, that is a blend of sourced bourbon and their own rye whiskey. Uh, Ross told me that this was to account for the lower age problem for a while while they were building up their products until they could um, you know, build up their own whiskey's age. Um, they got their own malt whiskey and rye product uh, with some MGP juice, uh, bourbon juice, that is. And it is all aged independently and then blended before bottling. Uh, they're still an oak bourbon and they're still an oak rye are both completely made in-house with Wisconsin grain outside of the malted barley amount, so in the bourbon. Uh, concerning the bottle we're drinking today, first of all, it's a straight bourbon. And just to clarify, similar to what we did last time, Straight bourbon, in this case, is 51% or more corn, distilled to no more than 160 proof, enters the barrels at no more than 125 proof, and the barrels need to be in new charred oak, uh, and it needs to be at least two years age to be straight. Uh, Like I mentioned before, uh, 53-gallon barrels, uh, but new details is that they're now at a level four char for um, Great Lakes. Uh, which is on the higher end, um, usually 55 seconds of fire charring. But Ross uh, used the phrase, this was a lighter char, but I'm like, no, that's kind of a higher char. Uh, I don't know if he was, uh, maybe just wrote it wrong or something like that. But um, yeah, five is like, is like, I mean, they basically call a, a alligator char a level four or higher because the, like, the wood starts to segment 
What's into, the like because it's how, drying so much? How high does that go? Um, I've seen up to seven, uh, but you can't age too long in a seven. Uh, but seven's kind of like experimental. No one does a seven. Only like Buffalo Trace experimental um, bottles will get that high. Right. Um, so really, it goes up to a five. Uh, but four is definitely on the alligator char level. Um, basically, it means scaly. Sure. When they say yeah, I, got, char, I, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying though is these guys. These guys are a great example of doing it themselves. Uh, Wisconsin Grain released their blended stuff uh, and their NGP for just a little while they put you know their own product and a well aged product out. So I think they're they're doing it right. They're doing it as we always uh, say is a great way to do it. Is you know maybe you need to build up your your products while you uh, source some stuff, but then you got your own stuff rolling from there. So I really respect these guys. Uh, Ross told me that actually for the still in Oak line, uh, the age is actually slowly going up over time. Uh, each, each like bottling from the barrels is slightly older than the, the previous barrels, uh, which is super cool. Um, so we'll in, in time get some older still in Oak products as, as time goes by. Um, the batch here, or rather the bottle we're drinking today is 70% Wisconsin corn, 20% malted barley and 10% Wisconsin rye. And like the rye, it is made in small batches and is non-chill filtered. And unlike the rye, um, at 90 proof, the bourbon is actually 86 proof. A uh, total wine price is the same as the rye, which is $35. Uh, and that's all I got. Well, sounds good. What do you say we get to uh, tasting and and all that good stuff. I have already poured mine. And, okay, uh, I'm going to pour mine. I am I am drinking out of my Denver and Liley glass that we got from them. Thank you, nice. Denver and Liley. Um, you know, every time I use this glass, Cole, I am just reminded of uh, the cool thing that we get to do on this show. And, uh, you know, it's also cool that we've had companies reach out and be like, hey, we like what you're doing. Can we send you some stuff? So. Yeah, always down for that. Uh, Absolutely, we will give you guys good publicity, and we'll be honest. If it's especially if it's a whiskey, we'll we'll tell the truth what we think of it. Right, but even something like a whiskey glass, we're going to tell you the truth. You know, if if these glasses had sucked, if we if we had you know tried them and just like you know what the, the weight isn't good and the it doesn't feel good in your hand, like we would have been honest about that. Um, yeah, but thankfully these glasses that we got from Denver and Lily. Um, we both really like them, and uh, yeah. I I really love. You know, you love your your uh, what is that called the, the the rock tumbler or what is it? Yeah, the rock tumbler. Yeah, what what, what it doesn't have a special name or the rock heavy tumbler by yeah. Nolan. See, that's the thing. That glass is so dang heavy, and yeah, I know it's awesome. that, I know that you like that. It's too heavy for me. I like the mm. weight of of this Denver and Lily glass. It's it's like perfect. Mm. So uh, go check out Denver and Lily. Uh, Lily is spelled L I E L Y. It's Denver and Lily. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and and uh, they were actually just featured on one of my favorite apps, which is called uh, Oh shoot, I don't remember what it's called. Un- underground or un. It starts with a U, but it's it's one of those like lifestyle apps where like they feature a, a different product or a few products every day and, and anyway. Oh, I got uh, uh What uh, do you, have you smelled it yet, there, Cole? Yeah, off the nose, I'm getting 
I'm not loving the nose, to be honest. Um, I it's young. You can tell it's young, um, which isn't always a bad thing. But it's not. There is a little bit of there's oakiness, but not in the matured way, I guess. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what's interesting? This is the second time I've said this about a non-Scotch. But I, I get a little bit of that doctor's office peatiness on the nose. I can get that almost single malty. And considering this is 20% malted barley, it doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, that is on the higher end for a, um, I believe it's pretty much the higher end for a bourbon to have 20% malted barley. Um, I got, oh, I just got a note. Um, cooking pasta, like unseasoned um, you know, just completely raw cooked pasta. I don't, I don't get that at all. That's okay. There is like a, I don't know, just a hint of, of chocolatiness, but that's like, that's the only real note that I get. Yeah. That's a good note. Yeah. Keep in mind, I'm also still a little bit sick here. So my, my sniffer is not great. No, it's the similar chocolate like you would get in a Highland scotch in my opinion. Sure. Um, it's it's um it's a, uh, I'm trying to think of a good word, but well, yeah, while I you do that, I'm going to take right a sip. Now. Yeah, go for it. Um I want to I do want to talk about color. Um it is lighter, uh which makes sense, a uh, large barrel which um doesn't color as much as a small barrel, but also just about 2 years, 2 to 3 years I'm uh, basically getting from these guys. Um, so it's not too dark, but it's yellowy, um, yellowy amber. Mm-hmm. What you think? Um, man, it doesn't taste like bourbon to me. And I, that could mm-hmm. be just that I'm sick. Um, but it does taste good to me. I actually really like it. Um, mm-hmm. It's really light on the palate. Very, very light on the palate. It really is. Um, I wouldn't call it refreshing like some whiskeys are that we've talked about. But it is, again, yeah. it's very light. and uh, But not. it doesn't feel watered down or anything. It's like the mouthfeel isn't light. It's just that taste. Yeah. And you're, I like your point about it's similar to like a scotch. This almost tastes like if you took a a lower proof bourbon and mixed it with a scotch. Right. Um would have similar notes to this. What's um, the proof on this? 86. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see it be 90 at least, but Mhm. Uh I'm going to I'm going to drop some water in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do that too. See what I think. It's not it's not blowing my mind, uh, which it's, isn't what I was expecting. But um, but I also wasn't getting my hopes low or anything like that. Um, well, I, I don't. I don't. I wasn't expecting this to blow my mind. I was expecting it to be a workhorse whiskey, which I think it is. I, you know, it's it gets the job done. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. um I also happen to think that this is a whiskey that uh, a drop of water could 
it go either way. It could really make it great or it could really, uh, you know, trash it. Um, I don't think there's going to be an in-between. I think it's going to be one or the other, but I, I, I just mm-hmm. added my drop. I haven't sniffed it yet or tasted it. So Yeah. So while you sniff, I'll, I'll talk about it. I, I got a lot more chocolate and like, um, not like a Hershey's, but almost like, I don't know, like a... Very distri- descriptive, you know. Cole. Thank you. <laughs> ah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's it's like a six lit chocolate. You ever had a six? Okay. Oh, because uh, th- that. Listen. Okay, we're getting into it now. Um, yeah. Because that is a very specific flavor of chocolate from six lits. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like very specific. So I I can feel you on that. I haven't tasted it yet and i'm not getting that off the smell but i i hear mm. you that is a good specific note why thank you oh you know what so i'm catching it, it on the nose i i you are oh, absolutely good. correct yeah i'm proud of myself it's a good note if you haven't had six let's go grab some they're different chocolate and th- it's like the commercial six let's the different chocolate <laughs> that's right I, and I also, I'm also getting a little bit more just a candy note now with this drop of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cole has sipped. I can hear it. Cole has sipped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. I was really hoping not to cough there. Um, now, hold on. I breathe it you, in at the worst you, time. You talk about something else. Don't tell me what you think of that flavor yet. I, I need, to, I need yeah. to test this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, I I can't, all I can think of is what to talk about for the taste, but I'm gonna go for another sip myself in a second. No, you go ahead. Um. There are aspects of this with a drop of water in it on the palate that I actually think it really did make better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I think overall, just on the palate, just the taste right away with a drop of water, it didn't do any favors to just overall. There, like I said, there are little things that I I like. I will say that I love what a drop of water did to the finish on this. Yeah. For me, the finish is lasting a really long time. And, and now the finish kind of almost has like a dinner mint taste. Okay. Like one of those like butter mints? No, 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 no. Not a butter mint. I would have said butter okay. mint if I if that's what I meant. I hate butter mints. I just oh. mean a dinner mint. You know, you have a steak dinner at a restaurant, they come around and give you a peppermint. I just didn't want to say peppermint, okay? Okay. What do you think? I like butter mints. Um yeah, I agree with you with the um, the water bringing out certain parts of it. Like the the finish did last longer, which is cool. Um, it it brought out more of like floral notes. Um, uh, and I'm trying to think, like the chocolate shows up for sure. Um, and it, but it was a lot more floral and light. Um, but the finish did last longer, which is uh, cool to happen when you lighten out the some of the taste. The fact that the finish is continuing is nice. I'm going to drop a cube. So I've been sipping cube. on it. I've just been sipping on this with the drop of water. 
And I'm going to kind of edit what I previously said. Uh huh. I do think that overall it's better. I do think that overall okay. it it made a difference. And uh, this is one of those whiskeys where you've got to move it around in your mouth and you've got to hit different taste bud zones in your mouth because I just hit like the sweet zone in my, in on my tongue, you know, and it was just suddenly like super sweet and I really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, you wouldn't believe with the nose, how much the nose changes with ice. Well, I'm about to believe it cause I am dropping a cube. You better believe it. Um, it is a lot more potent with ice, which is hard to do. Um, yeah, it's like straight up, straight up chocolate. Um, and uh, that six list still there. Um, Cube killed it for me as far as the nose goes. Oh, really? On the yeah. nose? No, it's like blazing for me. It's definitely stronger than the neat pour and the um, water with, nope, not for, for this me. one. Huh. Maybe it's because I re-poured some <laughs> before I added ice. Probably. I uh it did thicken up a, a little bit with ice. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I don't know about that finish though. It's almost um fin- Hold on. Yeah, there's a bitter finish. Yeah, it's it's like uh it's like water at this point uh with the cube mm-hmm. in it. Um, where you first put it in your mouth and it's very, uh, it's just, there's no taste. And then, uh, the finish, you're right. It's very bitter with a cube in there. Yeah. This is definitely the, the worst of the three. And I agree with you. It did the first time, you know, right when you sip it, you don't taste anything. And then yeah. it kind of shows up for a second and then it turns bitter. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of push us to rush a little bit here because we did take a, a lot of time there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what are you thinking as far as a rating goes? I would actually put this in the low six range. Um, I would put it at like a six point two five or something like that. We're, I don't I don't love it. Yeah, we're we're right on I, with each other here because I was thinking just yeah. a six. Yeah, and I I feel like. I, I appreciate these guys, um, and I think as age goes on, it might it might very well improve, which is cool that they're actually doing that. Things are getting older, and they're no-age statements, so they can continually get bigger. Yeah. Um, but I do think that I might not pay $35 for this bottle, as opposed to especially the rye. Right. I um, So like I said, I, I would put it at a six. I would pay $35 for this bottle, um, if only mm-hmm. to support uh a place sure. like great lakes that it, that they are doing good things and so mm-hmm. um you know if if i needed what i would call a workhorse bourbon um yeah. i would i would go for this because it's going to you know support you know for me sort of a local business um and uh and it's i it's not half bad you know so it's it's a it's a good workhorse whiskey um i i think probably in cocktails it'd be pretty good to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see that. Maybe a sour. Oh, speaking of cocktails, Cole, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you finally found yourself, uh, you know, coming to the to the light of 
the brandy old fashioned. Now that you've realized well, I, that uh, cognac is brandy. Yeah, but in, it was cognac was the one that I really enjoyed in a Sazerac. But I guess I could oh, that's try right. to do like cognac in a old fashioned and see how I, what I think of that because that no, very dude, well might be great. Dude, I I am almost positive on the that on last episode you said that you enjoyed a cognac old fashioned, not a cognac. It might Sazerac. have been a slip. Okay. Because I meant Sazerac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you didn't. You didn't actually make him drink from Boxer premix, did you? Not yet. Don't make him go find. I don't. Some, I don't know if I can spend on Corbell. Dude, shut up. You could. You could get a. <laughs> you could get a small bottle of Corbell for like three dollars. <laughs> okay, I'll look next time and, at the liquor store. I'm totally gonna look. And if there is, I will buy a small one, like a I little, can, little pinto. Can, listen, man, I, we've got the courier. I've got a huge bottle of Corbell here. I could probably get the courier to make an exception. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty stringent and strict about the only whiskey rule. But I bet if I slip him a tenner, like he'd be okay with it. Yeah, the old tenner. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down. And then I'd, I'd wait for John, and then I'd have. Should I? So, what's your recipe? I guess. I don't, I, make them, I, don't ma- I don't make them, man. I don't. I don't make them. I'm not. I'm not a mixologist. I'm not a bartender. Okay. So, so from what I've seen, more people use Sprite just to finish it off. So I might do that. I think. So and here's what. Here's what I think peel. you got. Here's or, what I think you got to do. Yeah. Um, because in Wisconsin, and and I'm sure all over, obviously, but I'm just used to what happens in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, there's a few different ways to order a brandy old fashioned. You know, you say, you know, is sweet or sour. So I think, I think you got to do right. your research and, and figure that out. Um, but I think you got to make it both ways, both the Wisconsin ways. And then I think you also got to make it, you know, the standard way as well. I think, th- I think this needs to be a video, uh, you know, cocktails with coal video episode. Cause you haven't done one of those. In I a think while. that'd be cool. Um, yeah. So you can have John fun. come over and do that. Um, and we could. You know, make a little bit of a longer cocktails with coal episode, and uh, I think it would be good. So, did, by the way, did I tell you I got a uh, GoPro? No, you didn't. Yeah, Brandon Hunt from Bourbon Charity was like, "I've had this for years. Do you want it?" And nice. I'm like, "I guess so." Which Which one is it? So, thanks to Brandon. What'd you say? I said, "Which one is it?" Oh, it's uh, I got it. I got it. It's uh, the number four comes to mind. Oh, okay. So uh, it's old. It's old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, well, it's, it's probably still great. No, no, I'm not saying it's not great. I'm what I am saying is that your phone's camera's way better though. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll confirm on 100, that. A hundred percent. But you know what you should do is, um, uh, you should figure out how how to get. You should you should buy a lavalier mic that you can plug into your little thing there, and so that you yeah. can clip that onto your onto your shirt when you're doing those videos. Because that's that's my yeah, biggest be complaint audio. is that the audio is never really? great on those. Yeah. Hey man, do you think we got time for Whiskey World news? There's always time for Whiskey World news. That's right, because now it's time for Whiskey World news. Okay, guys, we are pushing up on time here, but 
you know, it's Whiskey World news, and we just got to do it. It's I haven't done it in a while. I, you know, it's my first episode back in two weeks, and I, I just got to do it. Today's a fun one. As of this episode coming out, as of today, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on Monday, uh, December 16th, there are nine more days until Christmas. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're either a whiskey lover or you're a lover of someone who loves whiskey, and maybe you're thinking about what to get them for Christmas. Now, I'm going to read this article. Uh, It is a gift guide for whiskey lovers, and, uh, you know, oftentimes these gift guides aren't great. And, (laughs) you know, it's oftentimes going to be like whiskey stones or it's going to be, you know, last year we did one of these articles and it was whiskey flavored toothpicks that were incredibly expensive. Um, But uh, I have not reviewed this article at all, but I do want to uh, read through it. Maybe there'll be some good stuff here. So uh, you know how Whiskey World News works. We choose an article from the internet. We read it, we give you the website, and uh, we credit the author. So uh, this website this that this is coming from, it's yahoo.com, Yahoo Lifestyle. The title is 14 Gifts Every Whiskey Lover Will Appreciate. It's by Nicholas <laughs> McClelland. And it looks like it originally came from a site called Fatherly. I've never heard of Fatherly, but uh, huh, okay. who knows. Nicholas McClelland. 14 gifts every whiskey lover will appreciate. I'm losing my voice, so i got to take a sip here. All right. What holiday gifts do you buy the whiskey or whiskey without the E lover? The one who knows their... Oh, man. Is there a whiskey called Bokers? B-O-K-E-R-S? Bakers are they going for? I think they're going for Bookers. Oh, probably. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to read it how they wrote it. The one who knows <laughs> their Bokers from their Basil Haydens. Their Isla versus Highland. Glad you asked. From bourbon and rye to single malt and some damn fine barware, here are the gifts we think whiskey lovers will be happy with any of these. Oh, that was a terrible written sentence. Um, Nightcap by Kara Newman. Featuring more than 40 cocktails expertly assembled by Kara Newman, the spirits editor at Wine Enthusiast magazine, and beautifully photographed uh, Antonis Achilleos, Nightcap makes for great inspiration whether you're whipping up the final cocktail of the evening or just getting the party started. Try the Storm King, a fun play on the classic Rob Roy. Uh, next up, we've got the Glen Morangie. Is it Signet? Is that how you say it? Signet? Yeah, the Signet, yeah. Uh, it's a scotch. Great. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got the Lagavulin 11 Nick Offerman edition, which is something nice. I want so much. Um, I know cool. I'm not going to like it, but I love Nick Offerman. So looks like that's going for about $110. You know, Cole, this is actually one of those good whiskey gift buyer lists because we are now on... Uh, one, two, three. We're about to go to number four, and we've already had two different whiskeys. And number four is another whiskey. It's Wild Turkey 101. Iconic and affordable. Uh-huh. The classic Wild Turkey 101 makes a great stocking stuffer for your bourbon lover or cocktail enthusiast. You know, Cole, most of these gift-giving articles never feature actual whiskey. It's always like these peripherals, like, I don't know, the next thing called the Death Star Ice Cube Bold. 
What whiskey lover doesn't want to be humming the Imperial March as they're sipping their favorite, you know, straight rye? I think I think uh, I think rye is the drink of the Sith, if if I'm honest. So, all right. And I then agree with that. coming up next, Cole, another whiskey. It's the Lafrag Cardias. C A I R D S. Lafrag something. Triple wood cask strength. Another scotch. They man, they really like their scotch on this site. Uh, coming up next, yeah. we've got the Basil Hayden Caribbean Reserve Rye. It's a blend of Kentucky oh. rye and Canadian rye, plus a touch of blackstrap Caribbean rum. If you're adding rum, can you actually call this rye? You can't call it a straight rye, but you can call it a rye. Okay, okay. That I, I, I'm not a big fan of rum, but I would be curious to see how that tastes. Um, yeah. Wow, another another scotch, the Ardbeg Traybon, T-R-A-I-G-H, Bon, Traybon 19. I don't know. It's a scotch. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, It's $344 a bottle, just so you know. Dang. Uh, And then coming up next, the Dorset Crystal Triple Old Fashioned Glasses, a very nice classic-looking glass for $96. And then we've got the Macallan 12 Sherry Oak Cask, uh, another uh, scotch that I don't really care about, but it's pretty affordable at $58. Then we've got Old Forester Rye. This rye from Old Forester is a big, flavorful whiskey with peppery spice for days. Notes of vanilla, buttered rye toast, and a hint of molasses. Not to mention, it retails for a mere $26, a perfect Secret Santa gift. If I gave that uh, as my Secret Santa gift, I would get fired from work, just so everybody's aware. And uh, now we've got the... Cole, almost everything on this list is an actual whiskey, which I, like... I, this is a good list. You've got to admit. Yeah. Oh, Cole hates the list. All right. Up next is Booker's Bourbon. Uh, if you have a bourbon lover on your list for the holidays, there's a 120-proof chance Booker's is on their wish list. The label is known for its thick and intense releases. True to form, the current bottling Beaten Biscuits is a rich, luscious mouthful loaded with Booker's Hallmark Vanilla Sweetness. Next up, Cole, something you've always wanted, the CB2 Stud Decanter. I know you love your decanters. And I I actually, I would do this. This is maybe the best thing on the list. It's the Whiskey Tasting Weekend at Glen Morangi House. Want to treat a whiskey oh, cool. lover to a bucket list experience? Con- consider springing for a whiskey tasting weekend at the Glen, Glen Morangi House in the Scottish Highlands. Nestled amidst tender fields of farmland, only a short walk from a stunning beach on the Moray Firth. This posh hotel offers a two-night stay filled with sampling curated drams from the storied brand, stellar food, and a tour of the distillery in Tain. That's it, Cole. That's a cool list. Yeah, no, I, I mean, hate that. Here's the thing. I think it's, it's good it's, variety. It's the best list I've heard or read on the internet for one of these, you know, whiskey lover Christmas gift lists. Because, like I said, usually it's things like whiskey flavored toothpicks for like fifty dollars for twelve yeah. of them. You know. Yeah. Because be honest, 
<clears throat> the type of people that are going to Google gifts for for whiskey lovers, it's going to be people who yeah. don't drink whiskey, and and so they're going to see those things like those toothpicks and and the ice molds and the glasses and blah 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 stuff that you don't actually care about, and they're going to buy them. Cole, as a whiskey lover, what is the best gift that you could get? Whiskey. Exactly. So, like, that's a good article because they gave a bunch of different whiskeys. Admittedly, most of them were scotches, and I'm not a fan of that. But, you know, they 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 were like, hey, since you don't know anything about whiskey and you're looking to buy for somebody, here's some suggestions. That's cool. No, I respect that. Cole, I think um, I think that next week um, on the show it will be uh, the twenty third, so we'll be pretty close to Christmas. Yeah. And I think we should put together a last minute uh, Christmas gift uh, buying guide for whiskeys. And so I want I want both of us to come up with. Um, we'll split it into three categories. We'll do you know like okay uh, cheap good whiskey. So so I mean basically you know. I don't want to say bottom shelf, but like we'll use the shelf, you know, analogy here. So bottom shelf, middle shelf, and top shelf, right? Yeah. So, but I want two from each of those categories where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, um, or should we do price points? Should we break it into like, hey, the twenty to forty dollar range, and then the forty to sixty dollar range, and then the sixty to eight, or like however you want to do it? I don't know. Yeah, let's do let's do like ranges slash you know mid bottom top. Right, you Shelves. you get you get the spirit of what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's. So in total, we both need to come up with six whiskeys. Okay. Six. Okay. So two from each. Or you know what? No, no, no. I th- I think we should just do one each so that we there's a total of six different whiskeys. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then, um, how about one thing that's not whiskey? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So on okay. uh, on Monday, the 23rd's episode, we're going to release our official Christmas gift buying guide. And uh, uh, buying guide. Yeah, I said that right. Um, and it, it'll be good. So if you're a last-minute gift getter, you can know what to get. Cole, what are we drinking next week? So I'm between – how about we drink George T. Stagg for a good Christmas episode? Heck, yeah. I guess next week is our Christmas episode, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. We're going to do the George T. Stag, and uh, it's going to be delicious. Um, we're we're yep. looking forward to it. Col- 2018. Absolutely. 2018, uh, George T. Stag. Um, have you had any luck with bourbon season this year yet, Cole? I've had zip. Yeah. It's been discouraging. I actually have made, I, I don't know if you uh, know this or not, I made the decision to stop caring uh, about trying to get bottles. Yeah. So there, there's enough good stuff out there that is relatively easy to get. So, I, you know, For sure. that's how I feel. I just um, hope I get one. Right. I just don't, like, the way that I look at it, Cole, and this is partially your fault, um, uh-huh. is the way I look at it is like, if someone to if someone were to like gift me a bottle that's you know uber rare or whatever or like give me the hookup and yeah. say hey I know that that I can get this for you then I'll do it but um I don't want to expend the effort of like searching everywhere for this one thing and and then being disappointed because I don't get it yeah for sure so yeah um anything else you want to say Cole no 
No, it's been uh, it's been a fun episode. It, looking forward to uh, looking forward to Stagsy Boy. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, appreciate you being back, not being sick. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I promise to stay better and and be better about being on the show. Um, I, I you know what, man? I I had a blast. Uh, this has actually been a really great episode, and uh, uh, kind of exactly what I needed. Just talking with my bud. Drinking some whiskey, yeah, and uh, doing the things we do. Hey, man, I hope that uh, I know that you're. Do you want to plug your jewelry quick uh, if people want to get some orders? Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've started up my shop again, and it is C C Ball. That's C S E B A L D Jewelry dot com or the Etsy shop under that same name, C C Ball Jewelry. Um. Yeah, it's been killing it. Actually, during this episode, as we're recording, I got another sale. So nice. Um. Yeah. If you're interested, check me out. And you, what kind of like it's rings? Is it like necklaces? Like what all is it, Cole? Yep. Yeah. So um, mostly, um, it there's a style that you'll see, but I do rings, I do uh, necklaces, I do earrings, uh, and I think those are the big three. But I also do gauges, like uh, plugs, earplugs, right. like silver earplugs. Uh, and that's how it all started, but then I branched out from there. Um, so those are my biggest sellers. Um, but yeah, I do them all. So check it out. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I do like nice pendants, uh, mostly inlay, uh, but a lot of silver and gold. So it's fun. Silver and gold. Okay, cool. All right, guys, go hit up uh, Cole's Etsy shop. Uh, hit up some of our previous episodes. Hey, do us a favor. Share an episode you like on your social media. Help this podcast grow. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, we've been hovering uh, most of our episodes. We get a, just about 100 listens, and that's it. And I think that's a damn shame because I think that this show is a really great show. I think that uh, other people would love the show as well. And really, we need your help to be able to get this out to other people. There's only so much that me and Cole can do. Cole could be doing a little more yeah. if he got a Facebook and advertised it to his friends on Facebook, but we won't bring that Facebook. up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, if you would do that, we would love you guys, and uh, we hope you're good. If we if you don't tune in next week for the Christmas episode, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Cole and I celebrate Christmas, but whatever you're celebrating this season, I hope it's a good one. Mm-hmm. But most of all, guys, we hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs>